Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Headspeed and over the next 20 minutes or so we're talking Liverpool's qualification to the Champions League last 16 for the fourth year in a row, thanks to some outstanding academy performances, easy for me to say. With me as always is my toppest of top reds, the Curtis Jones at the back post of the pod, Mr Alex Purdy himself. How are you sir? That's one of my favourite introductions you've ever given me, thank you. So I'm great, thanks. Good, and also joining us once again is the safest pair of hands since Quivin Kelleher. It's the wonderful oh, wow. Emma Sanders. How are you, Em? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I like that introduction as well. You've done well there. You're both, you're both happy with the, the roles you've yeah. been assigned. And the right, pronunciation right. on Kelleher. Kelleher's yeah, well, first name, course, which won't be said defin- by me. Definitely didn't have to have like 15 minute discussion of how to pronounce <laughs> that before we just came on. So that definitely didn't happen. Uh, so the the, uh, the kids were all right, eh? Liverpool won, Ajax nil. The Reds qualified top of the group, four wins from five. Uh, back to winning ways. Great defensive performance. M, I'm throwing this to you first. What what impressed you most from that performance? Alex Purdy, aka Curtis Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, as as an overall performance, it was just really good to see the team um, kind of grind out one of those one of those wins. Um, obviously, there was a lot of sort of chopping and changing in the team as it has been for for weeks on end, I don't know, since five years ago. Can't even remember the last time that we had an actual full squad. That was fun, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, that, so that that was obviously really pleasing to see, was them just sort of nick that goal and then at no point really was I overly worried of a collapse or, you know, uh, the, the, the kids sort of losing their nerves. So that was good. Um, but yeah, the overriding thing for me, which I'm sure we'll get onto in more detail, was Curtis Jones's performance. And I actually tweeted before the game about how sort of excited I was because he's just impressed me loads over the last couple of weeks to the point where him lining up in the Champions League game, I don't even blink an eyelid. Um, mm. So yeah, he went out there and did the business. I saw him, well, I think it was Danny Murphy, and if it was before the game, said he's a sort of hybrid of Adam Lallana and Sadio Mane, which initially I thought was incredible hyperbole from the big man. But he looked, he's just, he was on fire again last night, wasn't he, Perts? Yeah, and it was great to see uh, Nico Williams putting the ball for him as well. Yes. You know, that was a proper Trent sort of left-footed floater in the back post. Um, But yeah, he just looked so confident on the ball now. Like last season when he was playing, he looked a bit nervous sometimes, um, sort of just doing the safe option. And now he's like penetrating defences and getting Champions League goals, which is just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the first time, I think, in the Champions League, I'm right in saying that a, that a teenager has assisted another teenager for a goal for Liverpool, which is really nice to see. And obviously, Reese Williams was on the bench. Uh, Kelleher, I think, is what he's 22, 23, I think. Yeah, right. so he's, 22, I think. Let's get on. Yeah, bit. okay. And then there was uh, Kane and Clarkson as well on the bench for for a game that matters as well. I know, obviously, we can talk about all the injuries and everything, but to have these players in and around the squad is is really quite something. Um, I saw in the week that one of the one of the presidents for um, or the the candidates for Barcelona president has uh, come out and said that they want to put. You'll never walk alone above the above the La Masia Academy, uh, which is a bit, you know, I think that's sort of infringing on some sort of copyright there. But <laughs> it's in some ways we've, we've kind of switched positions now. Liverpool seems to be bringing through all the best youngsters now, so it's uh, it's amazing, amazing to to see. Uh, just mentioned it before, then Quivine Kelleher, um, 
how good was he? Did you even did you expect him to play in this game? I thought as soon as I heard that uh, Alisson was a doubt that it just naturally would be that it would be Adrian. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a surprise to see him in the starting lineup, but I wasn't shocked to the point where you know I was like, oh my god, because they they have been close in terms of that that runners up spot. Um, you know, the number two role. Kelleher we know is has has done really well in the academy. He's really impressed on pre-season. Klopp has has often spoke about his footballing ability, and he brought that up again last night. And he actually said, I think it was pre-match, um, either pre-match or post-match, he said that that was the reason why he opted for Kelleher over Adrian was the fact that he's got this natural footballing ability. And I've seen somewhere that I think he used to be a striker actually. So he is he is good with his feet, and obviously we know that Allison brings that with his distribution. So. That's something that the Liverpool department and especially the goalkeeping department um, have rated highly of him. So um, I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised to see him in um, because I thought he probably it was about time really. Adrian, I think there's no no point in beating around the bush that he's been a little bit poor of late when he has played for mm-hmm. us. Um, I think I think the over overly critic criticism is is a little bit dramatic but um but, you know you yeah, are gonna yeah, get yeah purdy yeah i know yeah, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you are going to get a massive drop off between Allison and any goalkeeper coming in because he's the best in the world it's the same with you know Virgil van Dijk and a center back coming in it's just yeah. you can't compare him to to that kind of pedestal so adrian he yeah but he has disappointed so kelleher's come in and taken his chance and you'd be surprised now if if he sort of hasn't maybe taken a a yard above Adrian in terms of the pecking order it's one of the most difficult roles in the squad to recruit for really the second choice keeper because obviously if you've got Alisson in there you can't go out and buy Jan Oblak and tell them that they're just going to play cup games or something can you so finding that player that is is willing to sit on the bench for for most of the season and just come in for for injuries and cup games but that also has that quality to perform when called upon is, is a really difficult thing. So I think if you do have somebody coming up through the academy who you can give those kind of opportunities to, to be in and around the squad is sort of a really, is a really good thing. And I'm sort of really, really happy for him and proud of his display last night. He's now got 100% uh, saves in the Champions League. You know? <laughs> so that's uh, best best keeper in Champions League history, uh, wouldn't, wow. you say, uh, wouldn't you say, Perns? <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I, um, there you go. I, was, um, I was shocked when he was on the team sheet, actually. But yeah, like Emma said, pleasantly surprised. Um, and then when he was making those saves, it was it was almost like Thiago's debut when I was celebrating the, the minutest of details that he was doing. <laughs> Sideways, I was five just, pass. Yeah, well, I was just so happy that you know he's come through the academy and he's playing well and that yeah Adrian wasn't on the pitch so um is uh is Kelleher second choice now would you say after that kind of display is Adrian is Adrian done Emma you're you're sort of nodding at me in agreement there yeah I mean I wouldn't say Adrian's done but I think Kelleher's certainly given himself a big step I think as I said before I think they were sort of eyeing him up anyway he was always kind of going to be giving Adrian a lot of competition so he's certainly not done himself any harm so in my eyes he was before anyway in you know mm-hmm. in terms of my personal preference I would have I would have wanted Kelleher to perhaps have had more opportunities by now so yeah number two for me uh Perds, I mean obviously we know that you like to photoshop little red crosses no, over Adrian's no, face no, 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 on no, Twitter on. and everything <laughs> like that so you'll you'll, you'll presumably be very very happy with this. I, I am happy, but um, it's good that we're fighting for the second place goalkeeper spot in our squad. 
like yeah. even mm. even that is in itself is great um but yeah i'd say he's a solid number two for the foreseeable after that performance alone i think the the last time we were on here we talked about uh how squad depth i mean this season in particular is the first time we in a few years we've seen liverpool have that that level of uh, of depth in their squad to compete even when there are injuries and, and everything else. And you see this season, it's really been tested to the limit. And even since we last spoke, it's been tested even further. <laughs> but just the way that the uh, the youngsters and the, and the fringe players keep stepping up is just so, so, so heartening <laughs> to see. It gives me so much hope for the rest of the season. When you think about all the things that Liverpool have been put through so far, that they, they keep sort of grinding out these performances more often than not. Uh, but just moving on from one um, sort of figure of hate on uh, on Liverpool Twitter, uh, Adrian, let's go on to, to Nico Williams, who's another player that, that does tend to get quite a bit of stick. I think a lot of people tend to forget that he is, you know, still a child, effectively. But um, for me, that was his, his best performance in Liverpool shirt so far. Obviously, he got the assist. Uh, as you already said, it was it was trent-esque mm. um and what were your what were your take on on young williams's performance last night yeah it was it was an interesting performance because obviously he was up against a higher caliber of opposition than you know he's he's had to play against in the fa cup where i do think he did well last season um he performed well in 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 those games i think it was against shrewsbury and it was at everton as well um i was impressed with him in those games but he's obviously struggled then against you know, higher opposition. And when I say Everton, you know, it was obviously a lot of their kids <laughs> as well. Uh, let's let's be fair to them. But um, but yeah, so he's he kind of needed just a, a performance where um, he could sort of turn around and, you know, put a bit of a finger up to those people because he's been getting far too much stick. He's obviously, and again, I think a problem, and this is just a problem for Liverpool in general, is that there's so many world-class players, and Trent is certainly one of them, that anybody coming in is automatically going to be compared to that level because it, there is going to be a huge drop-off. And I think people fail to understand that a young academy player coming through is, you know, the chances of them being another Trent is just, you know, one in, I don't know, thousands because Trent is you <laughs> it's know, such an unacceptably well, high bar isn't it it's it just is like, well yeah. that, that's exactly it I mean I, I, you know I, I think personally well Trent is is comfortably the, the second best um, you know academy pro- prospect to come through Liverpool in my lifetime and I think Curtis Jones is probably the third best you know Stephen <laughs> Gerrard is obviously the best <laughs> love that um, and then you'd have sort of Michael Owen and Jamie Carragher in that conversation but Kelleher. so you're talking about somebody like um, what was that Kelleher can you just say his first name for us, please? I'm not sure which what, character now? you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, just... Uh, On this, yeah? Just, yeah, yeah. Ready? Just, mm-hmm. Queeveen. Oh, nice. he's ended <laughs> it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so, obviously, the high bar is, is, is there with Trent, but Nico, he did well last night. Um, he just seemed a little bit more free on the ball, a little bit more calm didn't seem to have as much defensive duties to worry about as he perhaps has in the Premier League in recent weeks. That's not to say Ajax obviously weren't a threat, but I just feel like generally he was a little bit more supported. Um, and yeah, he did well going forward. We know that he's got he's got a good delivery on him and obviously the goal came from that. So delighted to see him get an, an assist and hopefully that'll give him a confidence boost and he can just grow from here. Yeah, lovely. I mean, as we're talking about with, with getting comparisons with Trent, I kind of feel like for him... 
It's kind of like dating someone that's just been out with Ryan Gosling. I mean, there's just such a ridiculously <laughs> high bar that you're always going to sort of come up short. But he is obviously a very good player, Klopp and, and the Liverpool coaching staff see a lot in him. And I think it is it is tougher for young players to come in in, in defensive positions because if you're a sort of um, a Harvey Elliott or, or Curtis Jones, I know Curtis Jones has done things to stand out and he was terrific last night, but you can sort of go anonymous in games or not do very much and that's enough. Whereas if you're in defence and maybe you get spun and that, that leads to a goal or you make one mistake and it leads to a goal and then you get you get sort of called out for that. So it is a very difficult position to come in as a, as a young player. But, I mean, I thought he was he was terrific last night. I mean, Perds, your your take on, on Nico, you're not you're not um, calling for his head on, on Twitter, Absolutely are you? Absolutely yeah. not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's like peak football Twitter going for this guy who's 19 and he's hardly played and he's doing quite well, um, which is just ridiculous um i was actually quite surprised to see him last night because he struggled against brighton he obviously gave away the penalty in in the first half which i didn't blame him for it was just like okay that's going to happen if you haven't played that much and you're that young and you've got nat phillips next year and it's like it's basically a recipe for disaster but it was a poor challenge um and i think he's done so well to bounce back from that um because like i mean malpe should have scored that and then we could have gone on to lose but to bounce back from that sort of setback and all the terrible, terrible shouts on Twitter and put in a performance against Ajax to get us through to the round of 16 in the Champions League. It's just, it shows a level of maturity, I guess, to do that as well. You're like a proud dad, Perds. I am. He's, <laughs> how, he's much, nice... how, much older, how much older are I you than would. Nico Williams? <laughs> I would have been two when he was born. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that might be a Guinness World Record. <laughs> Um, anyway, so the the win last night and Atalanta drawing means that Liverpool will definitely finish top of the group, uh, which hopefully means we'll get a slightly easier draw in the second round, but some strange results so far doesn't necessarily mean that is going to be the case. Um, I'm just going to put you both on the spot now, and as things have been going so far, how far do you think Liverpool realistically will go this season? Emma, yeah. you go first. No, 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 Emma, you go first. Well, I, th- I think I said on the podcast the other week, actually, that I thought Liverpool should be reaching the quarterfinals. Um, I think they will be looking to reach at least the semifinals, but I think, look, given the injuries, given the, the fixture schedule, given the fact that I actually think if Liverpool defend the Premier League title, that would be a, arguably a greater achievement than perhaps last season. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that the quarter-final stage of the Champions League would be a, a reasonable finish, and I think a, a solid expectation. But I, I, I think that I think the squad will be will be certainly targeting the semi-finals because then from there anything can happen really. Um, but yeah, quarter-finals for me. The the final this season is at the Atatürk, isn't it? As well, I think does yeah. that not add an extra layer of I don't know. Exactly. Nostalgia, spice, some sort of spicy nostalgia cocktail purds. What what are you saying? Well it's it's <laughs> mad to think that a semi final I'd almost yeah, I'd almost be disappointed with a quarter final finish. I'm I'm looking at the semi finals. But then I'm also thinking who's better than us? And you're thinking Bayern Munich and that's about it. Yeah, so, I mean Liverpool Bayern was... Munich final, please. Without being too biased, I would say that Liverpool are definitely in the, in the top two teams in, in Europe Absolutely. at the moment and have been over the last in the last couple of seasons. So I don't see any reason why Liverpool shouldn't be aiming to win the competition. 
obviously the injuries and everything else uh, adds, you know, different challenges to that. And maybe once we see how things pan out in the start of next year, then we can see what will be uh, what will be a sort of an, an achievable goal and where to prioritise. Maybe, but you know, I think that's that's what Liverpool need to be aiming for, really. Okay, well, we will take a quick break there, and when we come back, we'll be previewing the upcoming game against Wolves. Welcome back to the Gagan Press podcast. Uh, it is Wolves at home versus at the weekend. Uh, it is a tough game on paper, but uh, Liverpool won the last seven league games against Wolves, which is quite a, a surprising stat, I would say. How are you expecting this one to play out? Um, yeah, it's an interesting one because I, I really, really like Wolves. I think the job that Nuno is doing there is fantastic. Big, big, big fan of them. Um, they played well against Arsenal. I covered that game the other day and obviously they had Raul Jimenez, Pedro Neto, Adam Atroy and Daniel Podence all in the starting lineup, and then obviously that was a horrendous head injury to, to Jimenez. So um, yeah. hopefully he's he's going to be okay, but obviously, he, you know, he certainly won't be playing against Liverpool. So That's a big um, loss for him. Big loss for them. Obviously, it's, you know, it is an advantage for Liverpool. Um, but yeah, that's it's it is a big shame for Wolves, and yeah, hope, hopefully he's okay. But those other three that I named, sort of in that attacking lineup, is I mean, Pedro Neto was fantastic against Arsenal, so um, they're going to cause some real problems, um, especially if we've got a couple of youngsters and inexperienced players in the back line. So I am I am worried about that certainly. Um, they've got, you know, they're a bit of a threat from set pieces. We've got the likes of Jean Martino who can put in some really good balls and he's got that little touch of class. So lots mm-hmm. and lots and lots of quality around the pitch. And obviously we know what Conor Cody can do at the back as well. So um, I think Liverpool have really got to be on their game. Um, we all know that when Liverpool are at their best, I, I think that they're the best. Um, I don't think there's a better team around apart from maybe by Munich. So um, they've got to really, really be on it. But uh, I am I am worried about that one definitely. Perds the Conor Cody Diogo Jota derby. How are you expecting oh, course, this to yeah. uh, <laughs> to play out? Well, I think we'll we'll step it up a gear considering we dropped points last weekend. Um, and if we want to keep pace with Spurs because they're they're guaranteed a win here against Arsenal at the weekend, so we have to <laughs> win here um, and probably get some goal difference back as well at some point. But this game's going to be tight like it always is. Um, so I, I put the stat here that said the last seven league games we've won. Do you know when we mm. last lost? And who the goal scorer was? Is it eight league games ago? It was, correct. <laughs> the year? Uh, when would that be? That would be two... Four, no, because they haven't been in the Premier League that long, exactly, have they? So is, it, is it something weird like 2004? Maybe oh, something like that? It doesn't sound that good now, 2010. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> I've, ru- I've ruined your yeah, stuff. Sorry. Yeah, leave you could say it was a decade ago, though. That sounds good, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it a- there you go. Uh, do you, do, did you see who scored that day or anything? Stephen Ward. Don't remember him. Was this in the sort of dark Roy Hodgson? It was, days? yeah. I didn't want to say it, but now you have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's thoroughly yeah, uh, depressing. But anyway, that was at our lowest, and that's the last time we lost, and now we're like amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the that was the catalyst for everything yeah, that, that came that's after. It. That's what you're saying. That was to thank Stephen Ward. Stephen Ward one nil at at home, I think, at Anfield. I think I sort of vaguely sort of fuzzy memories of that, but I think I've just also blocked out completely. 
so from one dark topic to another, obviously VAR played a big role in last weekend's draw with Brighton, which we haven't really uh, touched on yet. Um, I'll throw that back to you, Perds. Um, what were your what were your takeaways from that game? Obviously, there were some big decisions with the sort of the penalty decision, the Salah offside call. Um, are you one of these people that wants to just completely scrap VAR or change the way we use it, or just you know just? I'm. <laughs> I've been such thinking? a I've been such a big advocate for it because it works in so many other sports. But it's just like yeah. the Premier League has messed it up so bad. It's like we need to completely scrap it and start again. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, it probably was a penalty. Do you think so? I don't know if I'm having that. If, if it was for us, I would be screaming at the TV for a penalty. Because oh, yeah, he's, if it was for us. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, it's not. It's not because it's against us, but if it was for us, yeah. But he has kicked his foot and he's not got you... any of the ball. You know what, I think I think the problem is, that, like, as you say, there's not really any sort of clarity or consistency on what even... I couldn't tell you what constitutes a penalty anymore. And with VAR, instead of instead of making those things more objective, it's just it's just highlighted the subjective nature of these kind of decisions. Whereas it, it does work for offsides, and we can talk about whether um, there needs to be more leniency on that. That is something that is at least sort of more, more black and white, the same with goal line technology. But with the... Um, with penalty decisions and again handballs falls into this category as well there's just there's too much grey area I think and whereas it used to be a few years ago you would see decisions that weren't given inside the penalty area for very sort of slightly borderline or soft challenges and you would say oh if that was anywhere else on the pitch that would have been given as a foul and people sort of complaining they weren't getting penalties and now it seems to have gone completely the other way whereas you do get things in the box just because there's a tiny bit of contact that you wouldn't have got anywhere else on the pitch it seems to have got it seems to completely mm. switch for me yeah. which is what I don't quite like and maybe if that had been anywhere else on the pitch I don't think you know anyone would have thought anything about it if the game had, had played on yes there was contact and you can say that's enough but I think it's just um, yeah I think it's added a layer to the game that I'm sort of not entirely enjoying <laughs> at the moment particularly this season as a Liverpool fan but um, yeah, I mean, I digress. Uh, I've seen that in the area division as well. They've started to change the way they use offsides as well. I think it's is it sort of slightly thicker lines. Have you seen this as well, Perds? Dutch big Dutch lines. Are you in favour of that? <laughs> well, I saw it in the Champions League last night. They just had one line, one thick line. If it wasn't obvious, he was over. Just leave it then. Why are we yeah. getting the like? Oh, the little lines. <laughs> so annoying. I know. I mean, for me, I like that idea. If the lines are touching, then just just that's that should. Because be level isn't a thing in the Premier League now. You can't be level. No. Mm. I mean, well, what can you do? You can't have long we... hair. <laughs> you can't have long sleeves <laughs> yeah. either. Or long yeah. long toes. You used to be wearing smaller boots. I mean, if Salah had been down a couple of boot sizes, I mean, that probably would have been unsized. <laughs> yeah, so. I'd be absolutely screwed because I've got long hair. I've got my dad, my dad's big big feet, and I've got really <laughs> pointy hands. So I can't, I I mean, can't go and a, do a Bamford. You're a lines, you're a linesman's dream. Emma. I am, I am. Sadly, uh, not a what, footballer though. <laughs> what size feet are you? Out of uh, interest, I'm like a six and a half to a seven, which for a, a female of my height is 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 a little it's, bit yeah. above average. Not massive, but there you go. Yeah, and what what boots do you normally uh, what, what boots do you have when you play? Uh, I mean, I haven't played football in years. I just play five-a-side, so I just have 
really old school Puma ones, which I can't even tell you where they're from. Oh, <laughs> lovely. I love the Puma, I love the Puma case. They're so old. Like when, with all the pictures, you know, when everyone was showing pictures of like, uh, of Maradona, obviously after he, he died uh, last week and these sort of really cool pictures of him playing for, for Napoli Maradona, and uh, for Barcelona. And he always had like the Puma Kings and like the big perm, and it was just sort of like the height yes. of football cool for me. Well, I'm uh, yeah, I'm basically Maradona. I mean, that's what we've discovered <laughs> from this. Yeah, uh, Perz is looking at us like I don't know what any of you are talking about. This is all you know. Way, no, way that's before fair. I was just I was thinking, born. you know, we could reach out to the comments section and go, you know, guess my boot size. Is it bigger than Andy's? You know, find out next week. I mean, uh, I can't wait. But- yeah, I mean, top content all day. Uh, <laughs> moving back to the to the Wolves game, uh, who are you going to start in in this one? M, uh, are you we was talk that Allison might be out again for this one. Are we saying that we would stick with with Kelleher? Uh, I mean, I would stick with Kelleher, but I think Adrian will come in. Um, I think. Oh really? Yeah, I think that's perhaps why Kelleher played in in this game because I think Klopp probably plans to play Adrian. Is he not um, undroppable now? Um, I mean, I've, look, he he played well and he made a couple of good saves, but I don't think he he was forced into anything miraculous. So uh, I think I think Jurgen Klopp won't certainly won't judge him on on the one on the one game. Um, I just just because of the way that Klopp has worked in the past, I'd be, I I would just be surprised if he just sort of shut out Adrian. Um, but like I said, I I would I hope it's Kelleher who starts. Um, I think we'll see Nico right back again probably. Um, and then centre back pairing. Hopefully, Matip is back. So Fabino, Matip, Robertson, um, Henderson, Wijnaldum. Uh, Jones. Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, probably Jones because um, I don't think there's anyone else really who's fit unless he goes with Jota again in that in that three. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would probably start with with the the usual front three of Mane, Salah, and Bobby Firmino, and I'd have Jota on the bench unless he's in midfield ahead of. Curtis Jones. Any changes there, Quirz? What, uh, what would you do? I'd, I would start Jota, possibly. I think he might be up for it against his old team. And then, is Cater back? What, what's the midfield situation looking like? I mean, I does anybody know? I think he's going to touch and go, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think Thiago, Cater, Oxlade, I just, yeah, I kind of assume yeah. they're always well, got that Thiago's... little yellow doubtful cross next to them. <laughs> Yeah, Thiago's meant to be out, I think, until Christmas time, at least, so. Oh, God, mm. okay. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't got any more options then, so, yeah. yeah. Well, James Milner? Chuck him in at yeah, right back, is maybe? He, is he still recovering from the... Oh, yeah, he oh, yeah he's injured as well. well. Sorry, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, you've got, you've got to remember that we have about seven players <laughs> fit, so... I, was, yeah. I just want to say that Perds does actually look a lot like Jurgen Klopp today. He's got the, uh, the sort of he hoodie did. and I've baseball cap combination. As well. And snood. Yeah. yeah. Oh you're, just, you're just missing the glasses. <laughs> yeah. And the glasses are out there. I'll get my glasses next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, personally, yeah, I hope that Curtis Jones, uh, Nico Williams and Kelleher all, all get to, to play in this one as well, just because of the way they, they perform so well. I think it would be good for them to, to get more minutes. Um, Wolves is obviously a tough game, but you know there's not so many options uh, available for Liverpool, so if they do get more, more game time, that's, that's great for me. Moving on to the the score predictions. I mean, we said they've won the last seven against them. This is going to be a it's going to be a walkover, then, isn't it, Perz? Come on, eight 0 Well, I got it entirely. I think we all got it completely wrong last week, didn't we? 
a loss and a draw. Um, mm. So, 2 <laughs> 0. Yeah. To Liverpool, hopefully. Yeah, yes, yeah. please, yeah. If you don't okay. Em, uh, what are you saying? I, mean, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this, but I, I can actually see Wolves nicking a win here. Um, what? Uh, ending the 64 game unbeaten <laughs> home run? Come on. Yeah. After a decade. I, I, I'm going to go safe <laughs> with a draw. Uh, is that come on talk us through what's, what's your show you're working why have you why have you been so pessimistic for this one well just just because of what I said before in terms of that uh, that attacking talent Pedro Neto and Daniel Podence have both been in brilliant form um, mm. and um, yeah I think it's going to be a real test especially for Nico Williams on that right with Neto and with Podence sort of playing off him um, but I guess it just depends on, on who we've got fit for me it's again it's that midfield like you know, I wouldn't really like to see the likes of Ruben Neves and Jean Martino in and in and amongst that against sort of, you know, Curtis Jones and Wijnaldum, who's had to play a lot of football recently. So I think, mm. you know, they, they might be they might get a little bit overawed in midfield. So hopefully Henderson can play and, and can really step up. I think I think there's for me it is just a couple of key positions. It's that centre midfield role and it's probably that, that right back and that right centre back position where Wolves can probably exploit. So goalkeeper as well. I well, think, as an outer goalkeeper. Can I caveat if Adrian plays, it's going to be 1 1 all, potentially <laughs> oh my 1 0 Wolves. This pessimism, I just, uh, I'm not, <laughs> not enjoying it today, guys. Next week, I want you to bring your. I've said 2 0. 2 0 if Kelleher or Allison plays. Yeah, right. 2 all draw. Okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to go with 1 0, I think. And you know what? I'm even going to pick. Uh, Firmino goal scorer just because I think he started to play yes. well again recently maybe he should have scored last night uh, one tipped onto the post wasn't it so um, um, you don't yeah, get extra points in, in for game. backing the goal scorer because we haven't done that <laughs> you can't just jot you, that yeah, I mean feel free just tell me who you want Jota twice Jota two times two alright <laughs> what did I say two all so I'm going Neto and uh, Podence for Wolves and Bobby and Mane for Liverpool. So if Em right. gets all four, is that four <laughs> points or is that yeah. one point? <laughs> I mean, four if, points. if she gets if she gets all of that, I mean, I'm prepared Cancel to it. give her whatever she wants because <laughs> she's obviously psychic. But yeah, um, and then well, and then just before we just before we say goodbye, then it is uh, Mitulland next week as well, which obviously means absolutely nothing. Now, are you happy just to play, you know, the under sevens in this game and just sort of? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw somebody on Twitter saying like I hope the, I hope this game makes the the Villa game last season look like a Masters game, which I thought was really <laughs> which was a really nice comment. Um, yeah, for me, I would like to see some of those people, uh, sort of Kane, Clarkson, all the other ones, that have sort of been in and around the squad and on the bench for a few games this season. I would like to see them get 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 runouts. Um, um, I'll throw this back to you. Are you sort of happy just to see anyone and everyone get a run out in this game? Yeah, but then also if the likes of, say, Navi Keita is fit, then I think it's important to get him some minutes under his legs and probably James Milner again if he's if he's fit. Just give him a little run around and just say to them, you know, maybe go at 70, 80 percent um, mm. and, you know, don't push it. <laughs> um, which I don't think James Milner can do. He's just he's just a machine, isn't he? So, yeah, um, I think he just turns it on and it's like 100. <laughs> but um, but yeah, apart from probably three or four positions um yeah all the under sevens thank you love it Perds, 
definitely yeah definitely in defense just get get rid of all the sort of first teamers that we have left um but the likes of shakiri minamino origi mm-hmm. need some game time so yeah throw them in as well and the uh, and the left back birds uh what's his name you want to see you want to see him play don't you you want that and you want me to say that in this <laughs> podcast as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, costas that's annoying. Shemikas. I have to keep finding more difficult, difficult oh, names. Oh, is it? Pronounce. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's the uh, it's it's him cosplaying his baby. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised by that. The, well uh, done. All the names. Uh, well, I think that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you can, please drop us a review. Go on. It'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already and you enjoyed what you heard. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gagan Press Pod, and you can follow us all individually as well. I'm Andrew Headspeeth. We'll be back next week to review uh, the Wolves game and preview or review I'm not sure when we'll be back to the next Champions League outing uh, it's goodbye from me it's goodbye uh, from Roberto Perdino so goodbye and it's goodbye from Emma and I don't know how to make your name into. I'll have to work on <laughs> finding a little one. player I can turn you into for next time so it's goodbye from Emma Sanders <laughs> see you next week Goodbye.